How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to the Two Summer Podcast. My name's Corvi, and I'm joined, as always, by the handsome, the one, the only, Papa Pike, dude. Hello. All you have to say is handsome, and I'll be happy with that, you know? Like, you don't need to say anything more. Don't even need to say my name. Just be like, the handsome. I'll be like, oh, yeah. The handsome. That's a good nickname. That's like, I'll get that on my biceps. <laughs> For all you audio listeners, I'm flexing right now, where I'm going to get D on one arm and handsome on the other. Um, like Jess and Troy. <laughs> but what's going on man you have a good day off it was a you had a cheeky holiday today because yeah everyone but the, the queensland and thing, wa the best thing in new south wales now um june 12th which is my birthday oh, it's my birthday while we're recording this it's corby's birthday Aww. um it's also a public holiday because it's the king's birthday oh dude so i just say you're welcome the king can give you a birthday <laughs> dude our birthdays <laughs> are so close did you know uh, that? when's yours dude mine's on sunday Oh shit! It like, is really close. Really close. We're six days apart. Hmm, damn. That's hectic. June babies, mate. Well, uh, just to get on with it because I, we have so many questions, so, so I feel many. like it's going to be a pretty big sesh uh, with our mm. guest this week. Who is it? Uh, this week, uh, we have Maximize joining us, who yeah. is a person that was on an amateur organization with me for a while. Uh, was and is the new LCO analyst. So should be a good chat. It's going to be huge. Let's jump straight into it. All right, and we're back with Maximize. How's it going, man? It's going great. Fantastic. <laughs> great. There's the winked camera. Love that. Audio listeners. I can't see what you guys are seeing, by I've the way. So I'm, I'm oh, wait. Like... I'm not actually streaming to you guys. My apologies. That's oops. Yeah, I'm just okay. sort of gaming it based off uh, what cool. I'm guessing. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm just like looking directly at you. Yeah. I have, I have your camera up. I'm just staring at you, dude. Guys. <laughs> what's going on though man thank you so much for coming on to the two summoners podcast for us uh yeah, thanks for having me oh mate it's an honor honestly first uh lco uh desk to come on to the podcast it's huge i know that you're one of four technically yeah, well one the, of five actually the least popular one so that's that's starting at the bottom and working your way up never the lco talent ladder we the we course, saw it more though. as going for like the more handsome we True. went for the, the handsomest uh, and then we're okay. working our way that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, Mac was busy, so we got you. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, introduce yourself for those who may not know who you are, man. Okay, my name is Max, or Maximize, as my very creative uh, alias goes. <laughs> I am currently a caster slash analyst for the LCO on uh, full-time now this split. I've been a player before, I've been a guest analyst, and now finally getting to, uh, getting to work on the show as a regular so yeah amazing man huge uh yeah huge view as well so congrats uh for yeah. being making it on the uh making it on the full-time roster that's mm. sweet thanks bro yeah, yeah well, i was Kitty, super Kitty excited left. for you so hey can you uh, just honestly, LPL, yeah, but we, do, we don't be like look we lost someone but we gained someone better that's all i'm gonna put it as so hey <laughs> yeah. my man or somehow my for guy. one's homies um so okay I, I just want to get to know you a little bit more though and i'm sure the the viewers out there want to get to know you as well so just tell us your humble beginnings with league of legends like where did it all start my humble beginning my humble beginnings were very humble they were on a laptop i got from primary school um in like year six was when i first started playing league of legends because one of my friends i think his brother or something was into it and he was like all right we're gonna get on this it'll be so fun i hated it um when i started playing it like i just despised the game i think i afk i had this great strategy to afk games when i was like first starting i was like okay well i'm not technically leaving the game but i'll just like close my laptop 
and that'll that'll be that, right? Like the game will just time out. I didn't realize how the AFK system kind of worked. <laughs> so that was my first experience. Then I'd played on and off all throughout high school, and then lockdown, I got like really good because I was obviously didn't have very much to do. Um, mm. I was in year twelve at the time, or year year eleven and year twelve. I think was when I got really good to the detriment of my studies. But that's when I started. I played OCS for Mammoth. Mm. then got signed originally to the Chiefs at the start prior to the LCO split one, then dropped from that roster and got picked up by Order, and then I remained on Order until they went bankrupt, and then I joined <laughs> the talent team. And that has been my story. Damn, a good story. Good yeah, from someone who absolutely hated League of Legends to <laughs> them being a pro player to now casting League of Legends. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of an interesting story. It is a bit of a turnaround, I won't lie. <laughs> Did, like, all your friends get, like, into it and just, like, keep you roped it into the game? Because I feel like you would have just otherwise lost interest. Yeah, my friends were... Re- like, I had a couple good mates from high school who were, like, really into it. Um, and then one guy came to the school in, like, year 9 or year 10 who I was, like, competing with mm. for ELO at the mm. same time. And we were, we were both, like, platinum diamond. And that's what really, like, spurred me on to be, like, all right, like, nah. Because I'm a very competitive person. So to have him be, like... You know, similar Elo to me, I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna blow this guy out of the park, and that's that's when I just like started really tryharding. <laughs> yeah, so you just wanted to completely crush this dude, so you can yeah, go to so school sh- and be like, yeah, challenger now. Yeah, shout out Victor for uh, uh, leading to me becoming a pro. Do you talk to him now? Do you be like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. played pro by the way? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tell him that he was the reason. I mean, he wasn't the sole reason that I played pro. There are a lot of reasons, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm still, I still talk to him. I actually saw a movie with him just the other day, so. Yeah, I think it would be rude. hilarious if it was literally that petty. It was like, yeah. I'm going to go pro <laughs> you. Yeah. I have his photo on my wall. Every time I come into play, it's just his head. I just <laughs> stare at him like, no, I'm going to win today. So how did you go from like playing pro, obviously, and being on order to like a pathway to be like an analyst and like stuff like that? Yeah, mm. so I think one of the things that um, worked out well for me was... I was very media focused in terms of my career as a pro. Mm -hmm. Like I indexed heavily into being a presence and a personality on social media Mm. as well as a player. And I think that from that, um, LCO reached out to me as it, like it was just some guest opportunities when I was a sub on order and they ended up going well. I ended up doing both finals um, last time. Mm. And then from there, it was basically, and this is a lot of O's, right? Is you sort of just got to, you sort of just got to be there at the right time. Mm. So I was there doing part-time work. And then, you know, Kitty has been just smashing it out of the park, going mm. international to LPL and everything. So then there's just a vacancy and they've got to fill that vacancy somehow. So they brought me along to do that. And I think it's just been, yeah, sort of case of, you know, right place, right time type thing, mm. as well as, yeah, them just taking a chance on on me being decent on broadcast and, and it working out. Mm. Yeah, I love that I actually. Thought- yeah, I thought you were gonna be. Uh, you were like doing some uh, some stuff for order, like some content stuff for order for a little bit there. Oh. obviously before they went boom. Yes, I was. Yeah, that's probably probably a big reason why we went boom. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I was I was doing content. I was very much just like I don't know. I was doing like media shoots and that sort of stuff as well as trying to maintain. But it's hard when you're not a player because you don't really have the relevancy to have that media presence in the first place. If that makes sense, right? right? Like you're just an outside voice like why should i listen to you when you're a player it's so much easier to trash talk to get like mm. all that traction on on socials and that's something that's something i do miss about playing to be honest yeah. 
Do you think that's something Os needs maybe a bit more of? Like, I know why not. Maybe like the best example, probably currently, that he he gets on, he starts meme, and he's always got a new dance for us at the end of a game. Um, you see, even Aladork and him had that nice little banter the other day, which yeah. I sort of had a good laugh over, and I, I woke up to it, and I was just like, this is just way too much fun just to watch. Um, do you think Os needs a bit more of that? Yes, always. I think that basically outside of why not, you couldn't. To ask anyone from anywhere, say who's a personality from the LCO, mm. right? And who do you say? Because no one, no one really goes into the branding. And I think sure. that when you're in such a small region, like the thing that I've always said to people, and I say this to like people who, are, you know, wanting to play pro as well, is like if there's a team or an organization that's looking at you, you got to remember that not only are you a player, but you're also a brand asset, right? Yeah. So you need to think about if you're a, if you're a player and there's a player of equal skill or even worse than you, who brings a massive social media presence is going to bring all these eyes to your brand, of course they're going to sign that player, mm. right? So I think to me, it's just an issue of, of people putting in the time and effort and learning the skills to be funny on social media or just take some banter. Yeah, true. Even mm. if you're just out there doing anything though, but I mean, it's a yeah. bunch of gamers that kind of just want to play League of Legends and hang out, you know? Yeah. It's such a fine uh, line, if I'm being perfectly honest, because like there's, there's me and Corby who are very much personalities because we stream all the time like we are known as sort of streamers and then you're trying to get maybe like a streamer into that sort of realm of pro player like there's only a couple players that i know in hyelo that stream purely because they're like oh i enjoy streaming um so it's such a it's an interesting dynamic where you either feel very invested in the game or you're invested in the personality so finding someone who can do both is so honestly it's, it's the golden goose i think it's such a rare thing though so knowing that you're like that it's mate Congratulations. Well, not as definitely not as a player anymore. But like, I think that's why someone like why not mm. is such a big asset. And I was saying this like at all the DreamHack, it's like all the Bliss people. I was like, this guy. If there was anyone in O's I could pick to start my franchise, it would be why not, mm. right? Simply because he is the most entertaining player in the league, and he's going to get eyes on your team, and that's all you need in mm -hmm. a region like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. How did you find streaming when you were like playing more competitively and like higher elo and stuff? How did you find like streaming and playing games just doesn't work? I hated it. I absolutely hate it. Like I, for me, I could not stream and try hard at the same time. Mm. I just can't do it. And I know some people can, and some people are really great at doing that. I know that people do like no mic, no cam streams when they're like super yeah. try hiding. But for me, it's like, for example, like I would go go into the order office, right, to play and stream, and like I'd always be like, you know, just like I want to talk to chat because it's a stream, it's an entertainment thing, so I've got to be mm. talking and interactive, but at the same time, I'm trying to focus and improve my game, and I think those are sort of things that don't really go hand in hand, and it's mm. weird because, you know, league is one of the things. It's not like traditional sport, right? You're not playing a game of basketball and doing a media interview at the same time, but you are when you're when you're playing league, right? Yeah. So to me, it's it's one thing that you can't. I don't. I couldn't personally couldn't do uh, very well. Yeah, that's why you see people have on stream accounts and off stream accounts, so they can still flex their high yeah. rank too. Mm. Yeah. How did your experience as a pro player uh, influence like hosting, casting, and commenting games? Does it help? Oh my god, I think it it helps so much. Not yeah. only because you have the game knowledge and whatnot, but I think also you sort of know what audiences want or what would be interesting for audiences to hear, right? And I give that a lot of credit to me listening to a lot of international broadcasts as well, just from being a kid and like growing up with watching mm. League. But it's like you you understand what's interesting to hear and you understand what's not interesting to hear. And having that knowledge as a pro where, you know, it's sort of that thing where if you're really good at something and you know it to that great detail, you should be able to explain it simply, 
right? Mm. And the benefit of being a pro and then going into an analyst position is you can go from explaining something really simply to getting really geeked out on like a deep dive topic where we've got 15 minutes on broadcast to discuss this one topic and go into as niche detail as you can. Mm. And being able to cover all of that, I really like and credit to being a pro. Mm. Well, that's English so you watch, you watch like international stuff to get like, do you study notes these days? <laughs> these days I study, um, I study, I do notes before every show. Um, mm. But when I was cut, like the main thing in terms of when I was speaking about international broadcast was like LCS mm. for me, religiously on, I think it was Sundays and Mondays because it was like the American weekend for mm. us. I remember every single class that Monday morning, I was watching LCS. Every single Sunday morning, I would wake up, go sit in the like TV room, just watch LCS for like five hours and, you know, listen to the cast, listening to what they're saying and, and really learning from that. That's hype, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. It was it was awesome, bro. I loved it. I loved it, man. Yeah, and I was watching um your co-streams as well. I can see that you've always like, well, not always. You you seem to have like a pretty big passion into wanting to get into it anyway. I think I think so. I think it's just because it became such a big time sink for me that when I was like mm. young, that it's sort of like just to become a part of my life now. Yeah, I kind of mm. have to do something with it. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was actually gonna walk away from it, like following the order thing but then obviously the lco mm. casting happened and i was like well it's too good of an opportunity to pass up for mm. now yeah uh, how did that go with you like with mm. order and stuff i feel like that's interesting and we haven't talked to anyone on order. i mean i oh, talked to yeah. puma a bit on the side like yeah. personally but i haven't really spoke to anyone or asked any questions how did that go how did you hear the news and stuff like that yeah that was a rough point um there's a bunch of other stuff happening in my life as well at that time so basically i was at uni right getting a coffee from one of the cafes i open twitter and see i think it was isaac mcintyre mm. tweeted mm. order has gone bankrupt wait so you didn't Twitter. know you didn't even no. get told holy no, shit <laughs> i didn't get told so i see this tweet i'm like dude what the hell i instantly jump on discord message like my manager my coach like i'm like what is happening so apparently the players were told like the night before or something in a big meeting because they had MSI coming up and they were like, well, you guys don't have to play because, you know, you're technically not represented by an org. So no, nothing's binding you. Apparently people got called up saying, if you've got stuff in the office, come get it now. They're closing the doors like midnight tonight. Like you've got to come grab stuff. Um, it was very, very sudden. And basically like the thing for me that really sucked was like, I was still under contract. So I missed, and like, I wasn't working and like, that was my full-time source of income. Right. Yeah. So I was on a contract for basically half a year left. I had half my contract left that didn't end up getting paid out, and there was just nothing we could do about it. So it was tough. It was sudden. Um, but yeah, like hearing at the back end of it, like the fact that they were losing like three hundred and fifty k a month, like yo, how, wow, like how is that possible? Where no. are they burning it? What? Like maybe salaries, yeah. but I mean, even then, like you can't chalk up that much. What's that no, business that's... model like? It didn't have one. It's not a business model. <laughs> if we throw money at it, let's see what comes back. Exactly. Nothing. That was the plan. Oh, far out. Yeah, I was, I was really upset because, like, I, my time at Order, and this is probably like the best, the biggest reason I'm glad I went pro was that Order was the best org for the year and a half that I was a part of it mm. b before it went bankrupt, right? They treat us so well, like, practice facility. I went to dinners with like all them meeting like the higher ups and stuff. And like, they were so good about integrating the players into everything. 
Um, yeah, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. But all things come to an end. Um, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Uh, That's my solo games, anyone... too. Do you have anyone like inside the the scene or like inside like your team of like casters that are around you that you like look up to get help from a lot? Uh, the biggest one I look up to is Rusty, obviously because yeah, he facts. does my job. <laughs> um, he does what <laughs> I want to do, and he's been like the thing for me was that Rusty was one of those people you know when you meet someone for the first time and you're like, wow, this is someone I've been like looking up to for a while, mm. and you're like wow, I'm having a conversation with them. Like, that was kind of the, the, the effect with Rusty for me. It was, like, showing up to the LCO studio for the first time when I was guest hosting, and, like, Rusty's in. I was like, wow. Because, like, he just was, like, the for me, the the face of Oceanic League of Legends, right? Yeah, he still is, man. Still is, right? And he's been, like, an OG, like, even before mm. Skimmy and all those guys yeah. came on. Like, he has been the one who's been there forever. And he just, like... The, the, he, he always impresses me with what he talks about, the way he delivers it, and what he mm. focuses on. Like, I'm always... Every time we go backstage, we'll be like, hey, like, what did you think? Like, do you have any pointers and whatnot? And that, that was crazy. He's a wealth of knowledge, man. Like, the, the little coaching that I got from him just in regards to casting, like, I learned so much out of four, three, four sessions yeah. with him than I learned in my entirety casting. So I know exactly where you're coming from with how influential his knowledge is and what it can provide. So, mate, yeah, I totally agreed. Like, the, when I met Rusty, he sort of looked at me, he's just like, oh, you're Pike. I'm like, oh, my God. He knows, you know, me. he knows my name oh my yeah. and I, I sort of ran off i was like shit i gotta go to the toilet man and i just ran away um and that was a fun dream hacks experience um <laughs> <laughs> well at least that for another time <laughs> um but yeah so tell us tell us more about how so i know you've been you're studying and you've got all your uni and ex exams and stuff so you've missed the last week and this week as well because i believe you're not on this week correct or I, you... I i actually i am this week okay I'm cool going up you know, fire tomorrow morning Ah, oh, sweet. Because then they've got another guest coming on we as do. well. I'm color casting on Wednesday, so I don't know what Zach's nice. doing. I don't know what Rusty's doing, but yeah, Destiny's joining us Wednesday yeah. as analyst. Hmm. I'm excited so for that. Be great. Oh, he's, watching he's Destiny. so good. Yeah, he's he's an OG. Yeah, he was on my face. He was on Direwolves for a long time, wasn't he? And then and Legacy as well. Legacy? Did he play? I think he played for Chiefs as well. Yeah, somewhere in there. He's probably played for all of them. Yeah, and these old frogs they go from team to team they yeah do, yeah uh, that's yeah so so okay i want to i want to talk about like um uh, how were the nerves being kind of the new caster um then being on the main stage of dreamhacks like if we could bullet i sort of mentioned Ooh. dreamhacks subtly to get it in how'd you find that first dreamhacks experience yeah well that was very nerve that was the most nerve-wracking thing i've done as a caster slash analyst true um, my first experience obviously was like on the couch last year mm. with as an analyst and that was that was all right um i think for me the most nerve-wracking part about it is you're literally sitting facing the crowd right mm. so every time you see like you can see their reaction whether they're engaged whether they're not engaged and it's very hard to not be swayed by that in one way right like you don't want to give in too much to be like oh my god am i losing them like people are going like well why are they going or whatnot um mm. doing i was more scared to cast the show match because uh, a i was doing that with hysterics who's someone i look up to oh. and who is crazy good at what he does um so that was nervous and b i'd never casted a live event before but to me casting is one of those things where you once you're in it like you're in it and it's yeah. sort of like time time is over and then you just bang, you wake up and the game's done and you're going backstage. So yep. 
it was mm. it was pretty like nerve wracking to start, but once you're in, once I was in it, it was fine. You can focus on something else besides like, oh, that dude's talking to the person next to him. I wonder yes. if he's not listening to me. And oh my god, I must yeah. be doing something wrong. And then you get in your head, it's like, well, if I like start speaking all like desperate and stuff, it's gonna take away from the show if I like try exactly. too hard. Yeah. So yeah. Damn. Um, muscle memory. Casting. So you more worried about actually being in the game casting games than doing like analyst work. No, no, no. That was that was literally just because it was my first time casting in front of a live audience and mm. it was with hysterics. I think like casting for me, I enjoy it way more. I think analyst work is actually I don't know. I don't, it's it's not harder, but uh, you have to be very on and very mm. in detail about what you're talking about. Oh, you got to hit the mark like with so concise. Yeah, you have to hit your specific points, keep it nice and succinct, and if you go on for a while, people start to notice, right? It's not like in a game mm. where you can sort of go on, you can have, you can get a bit off topic, you can do that stuff. When you're an analyst, you don't have the time for that. You've got a five minute window at the end of a game where you get to say everything you need to, you need to fit everything in. Yeah, so I, I prefer casting, um, but yeah, there's pros and cons to both. True. Yeah. So like in a studio, there's like not anyone to gauge or get energy from. So it's like kind of more secluded, but in the actual environment when you're talking, I mean, there is an energy to the stadium, so that could help. Which is harder, do you think? Do you think being in a studio is harder or actually being like in live harder? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say, okay, here's my sort of cop-out answer. Okay, yeah. for, for baseline games, it's harder to be live because hmm. studio's comfortable. Like you said, you don't have anyone to get energy off, but at the same time, you don't have any, anyone to put you off. Right, you're yeah, in your own true. environment, you're comfortable, but nothing will beat a hype game live with the crowd because you literally just become invigorated with this energy. Like mm. Dreamhack game four, game five, like you are just so hype. And it's really easy to just feed off that and deliver an incredible cast. Mm. Yeah, true. Because like if it was game five and I was in the studio, I'd be like banging for another coffee. It's like, all right, we gotta get one yeah. more and then I can go home. <laughs> yeah, well that was like when Order won like last year. It was like Order One. I was like, sick, I get to go to MSI. And like, it's just <laughs> us minute. four. It's just us four in the studio. And it's like, well, I want to share this hype, but I can't, right? Mm. So that's why I say it's better for game, like big games to be live. Yeah, yeah. true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or can go to MSI. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait. Unlucky. We actually did. We, we could. I know we could you wait, but like, it's yeah. still, it's so awkward. When you were saying before, like with order going to MSI, imagine being like, Oh God, I can't even imagine being a player. It's like, I mean, you don't have to go. It's like, oh, well, I mean, like, <laughs> I kind of want to. What do you mean I don't yeah. have to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, that, that was the MSI. Sorry, I was talking about DreamHack. Sorry, oh, yeah. I, I, I messed that up. It was DreamHack that we told we can't play for. I think we were still uh, in the green when we were going to MSI, True. if I remember correctly. Mm. But yeah, anyway. it was all a blur. For the DreamHack stage game, how'd you prepare, like, prepare yourself mm. for it if you're super giga nervous? For the casting? Yeah, or like either, like being on desk, like mm. or casting. How do you prepare? Deck is quite desk. Sorry, deck. Desk is quite different to casting, at least for me, because casting I do minimum, especially for the show match. I did quite minimal preparation. Like I knew who everybody was. I knew some fun facts about them, but I didn't go into the same detail I would for an analyst segment. Mm. But analyst segment, like we went through, it's very rigorous. So like we sat down with all the analysts. So me, ML, Kitty, um. We went through all like the points we wanted to convey, who's talking about what, um, who's oh, taking, because wow. who's taking the questions was something that I think was sort of done. We didn't do too well the previous DreamHack. 
it sort of felt like, okay, well, someone's going to end up with a question that they didn't really prepare for, and that's just going to look really awkward, right? So we made sure mm. that every question that came out, we knew who it was going to, we knew um, it was going to be prepared. Obviously, there's some off-the-dome stuff. For yeah. the most mm. part, like, the anchors, the most important questions. For example, like, Kitty was like, I really want to talk about this Wukong pick or whatever. I mean, that Herga one is massive Wukong rant. So just divvying it up, make sure you're knowing your stuff really in detail. Um, that was the main preparation. Yeah, that's that's interesting because from from my casting as well, just not a side tension, I guess, but my side is like they just sort of throw you well into the dark because you'll have your host, you'll have an analyst, then you've got your two casters. And once we're done with the cast, we'll just chuck it back to the desk and they'll talk about some points. So it's it's kind of interesting to see at the next level that there is a lot more structure to it. Um, so that's kind of interesting because you don't see any of that preparation. You don't see that. We all just as a viewer would assume, oh, they're just flowing with it. Like they've just got some good banter going. They're pulling out some good facts. So there is a lot more structure to these casts as well, would you say? Yeah, and I think I think it's important to have a mix though as well. Like I think mm. for me, like the main thing, and this is a focus on the LCO, this is a bit of beside, behind the scenes information. So don't, don't kill me, Tim. But like our focus was like, we want every analyst segment where we're coming out to have some specific things that we're talking about and really hitting home on, right? Because if you don't have that, at least as a backup, right? Because in, in a situation, you could be just talking about something, you know, completely random and it ends up being a great conversation to have and you can just go with that. Mm. But you don't want to end up in a situation where everyone's kind of like, oh, I don't really have anything I want to talk about. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, this is just going to be a crap segment, isn't it? So you have those there as the backup and then you can go to them if you need. Otherwise, you know, go off that ad-lib stuff, go off the vibe of the, mm. of the conversation. True. Mm. I feel Ooh. like winging it would be pretty awkward too, though. So I can understand why you would need like a structure, at least to have something to talk about if it goes mm. quiet for a second. But I can just imagine like everyone notices like dead air and then everyone starts speaking at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. And that's, the, that's on the host. Like the host, every host I've worked with has been great in terms of when we've had those awkward moments, like Mac, my goat. Oh. There, were a lot of, there were a lot of awkward moments on the show. But he always would be like, pull it back and then make it applicable. Let's, let's actually get into something that viewers will want to listen to so mm. yeah rip mac he's big rip, rip mac. mac yeah he's dead now unfortunate what's he do csgo and valorant and stuff now he's just completely yeah, out of league he's a shooter he's a shooter guy did he talk to you about when he was heading off uh i actually didn't know like until he would like the tweet went and i was so sad like i was i, I messaged him i was like bro i'm gonna miss you so much like because he was like one of my fa he's one of my favorite people to work with like his energy mm. on stay on set is just like second to none and it makes yeah. you feel so much more involved and energetic yourself that's good man i thought mm. there'd be some sort of like passing of the torch ceremony to like the next people yeah. too i thought it would come on week one and he'd be like there you go, that man. would be cool <laughs> that now would he. be cool like a physical torch yeah, nah, yeah. here you go <laughs> gives you the torch. Okay, I got. I guess another little question I want to talk about. Like, let's let's say even for games, um, casting in the studio, everything. Like, do you have like a little go-to like self-preparation that you like to do? Like, do you rub a little rub like a lucky rabbit's foot or something? Like, is there anything you little idiosyncrasy things that you do? Um, just to get to know you. Uh, we we order Uber Eats <laughs> or, or menu log. Or I was going to say menu log. Oh uh, yeah, a, we only a, do menu log actually. Yeah, menu sure. log is what we do. We order that before <laughs> before going on every show. I'd say in terms of my specific things, um, one last look over my my little notes so I don't forget anything. I like to mm. have like a, a a cool stat to pick out every week. Is like 
my thing and it's mm. something I'm focusing on this show is like having at least one cool thing that I can be like, this is a unique stat that I can talk about, but I don't really have a ritual in the sense of like I tie one shoe before the other or, or anything yeah. like that. What about vocal warm-ups? Do you do any like red leather, yellow leather? I should. <laughs> I should. And after hearing Rusty and Skimmy after some of their games, like if I'm doing a best of five ever, I definitely will. Yeah. Um, for vocals, the main thing I do, and this is this is when Skimmy put me onto this, was like tea with it's like lemon, honey, and ginger. Yeah. We have them backstage at everything because they are just the goat. Like you have one of those and you're instantly back to Mariah Carey levels of vocal performance. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah, no, so I do they that. do any vocal stuff besides drinking tea? Do they? Yeah, I kind of want to just like know if you're sitting there just like no. chilling and then they're just like going... <laughs> <laughs> my mama makes me mash my mini M&Ms or something like that. No. Yeah. No, no I haven't heard it at least. They might do it in silence, but I don't know how effective that would be. <laughs> Strong vocal warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the uh, it's just the elevator selfies. That's all their vocal warm up they need. That is, no, that's the ritual. That's the ritual right there. Say, we go into yeah. the bathroom and post the selfie. That's the ritual. Thank you, Corby. That is actually the ritual. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> that, but, no, it gets so <laughs> it gets so crowded in there, man. When I tell you, and some guys just trying to come in because we share we share the building with a bunch of other like businesses, right? So it's not even ESL, so you just get some random guy coming in from like an accounting firm, and there's Mac just hitting like <laughs> in the bathroom with like three other guys, and he's like, hey dude, I just gotta take a shit. Like <laughs> Can I have a second, please? Can I have a dude, second? Mac's body transformation though, hey. Oh, he's like oh he's God. chatted out now. It's taken him like two and something years. He's huge. He he's like in person, bro. Like he is just incredibly solid, like just Big man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a host and commentator, how do you balance maintaining um, being like objective, providing uh, providing some insight, analysis, and also being entertaining? How do you like mix it all up? That's actually that's a good question because it's been hard to like at points not just completely go in on someone when I feel like I should because <clears throat> I don't want to flavor the broadcast in a sense that it's just a completely negative environment. Because at the end of the day. We want people to be having a good time watching our product, right? Mm. So it's not going to help if I'm saying, this dude is so trash. Why is he playing? That's what I want to say as a player, right? That's what I want to say as someone who, and I'm gonna say, when I'm on my co-streams, like I will flame someone to no end. But when I'm on broadcast, like I'll call out a mistake, but I'll call out a mistake in that it is just that, you know what I mean? It's a mistake yeah. that this player made. They're not a complete trash garbage player who shouldn't be in the LCO, right? So yeah. it's like that balance of still giving credit to when people misplay but not doing it over the top yeah true i mean like there it is kind of entertaining to throw someone under the bus a little bit but i guess if you're like the player it would pre feel pretty bad like watching yeah. it back that's what i think as well for like my own experience is like i do find it funny because i watch um i don't know if you guys seen like shacked and a fool but like no. some of the clips they have this running joke where there's one player javel mcgee who just gets caught out every week for just being a complete useless like sack of potatoes, right? <laughs> and I think that would be hilarious to do, but you're right, because if I was a player and that was a narrative about me every week, like I would just not play. You know what I mean? Like mm, I would yeah. just feel so terrible and I don't think it's good for the audience either. So you've got to show a bit of restraint sometimes. Oh, I'd love to see it. You're casting on what, Wednesday? Just just pick Maybe one I person will. out. Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing anything wrong. Just start like... Exactly. Every analysis segment we have, we're talking about like the draft, but how bad was this guy this game? Like, just always bring it back whenever I can speak about him. 
That would be hilarious. As I'm long as he's in on it. Make it I'm... why not? Oh, make it why not? If he's playing yeah. Wednesday. Who's he playing? I'll check real quick. Mm. But uh, I guess another little thing is like, so you said you like to come up with one little sort of fun fact you like to bring in. Is this week's fun fact Rek'Sai top? Oh, I hope so. I haven't seen scrims and I kind of like doing that because I like going in with sort of the knowledge that a viewer would have. I don't really yeah. like having this behind the scenes knowledge of, okay, this team's going to play this or whatever. Rek'Sai top, just on a tangent... I played it in like five games in a row yeah. and it's so broken. Like the sustain this thing has, you won't be one yeah. anyone. Your Come. E does 700 plus true damage um, at like three items. Oh, wow. Dude, huh? I casted it last night versus Darius and it soloed the Darius level one. Yeah. I was like, that. that's stupid, well, man. Well, that, like, well, that shouldn't it? happen. Yeah, right. Well, it shouldn't happen. happen. And we were Darius like, is, is that horrible? It was literally, they, Darius still got the five stacks on him. Went full out, like ghosted and everything. Double flashes burnt. Rexai still won. I was like, wow, that's wow. Just, that was yeah. purely mechanical. Don't know how that worked. But yeah, I was I freaking out. I was like, first. holy shit. Like, I think you did, yeah. It was Tromp first. I kind of get it. But like, I thought you would need at least level two to be Actually, a... That's crazy. No, he took the knockup. What? He did, take, he did not win with W level one. He took the knock up and he won. Dude, that Darius. Yeah, that's... Because we were flaming it. We were like, nah, Darius should have won that. That's bullshit. But he won, yeah, he wow. just knocked him up like three times because the fight just kept going. And I was just like, this is fucked, man. This can't be Rek'Sai top. Watch that. I, I'm gonna watch that. Send, send that clip to me after. I'll, I guess I'll, you send, you the, I'll send you the VOD. I guess you can yeah. borrow and heal and then come back, knock yeah, him well, up. that's what he was doing. He was kiting so well and Darius was like walking up, backed out, but then went in, auto-attacked him, that's came back ridiculous. out, knocked him up, and then walked back out and Darius just tried to fucking hit him. And I was just like, come on, man, Darius. Fight should have fucking ended, man. Yeah, he's still going. for that. Um, <laughs> what do you um, build on it triforce i know triforce has gone around on think, everyone these days i think he rushed a hole breaker yeah i think he I went black cleaver third as well honestly yeah. um and he just was fucking mincing people they had yeah. no chance you just one shot everyone yeah can't chase him because he just tunnels away like darius would go so he's like nah nah see you later man gone Try sounds like a in. camille without like the wind up yeah it's camille with better yeah. lane sustain that's crazy yeah it's bullshit so fun tangent there. So I wanted to take it there. Your, your, your tweet literally is what triggered me to be like, oh, I kind of want to look into that. Looked into it. Then they played it. I was just like, dream come true. I've done it. Yep. I've done him proud. Like I can, I'll cast this well. Good. Good work, Pike. <laughs> um, Actually, so, what do you prefer? Sorry, Papa or Pike? Call me Pike, ma'am. Pike? Right, call cool. me Pike. So yeah, Papa is just like the, yeah, the stream title. Pike, like Pike is my actual name. Oh, okay. Yeah, my IRL name. So since high school, I've been Pike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, um, what are any of your future goals? Well, now that we're bringing it back, uh, future goals and aspirations with your career as like a hosting commentator. Mm. Like, do you have any bigger goals maybe outside of League of Legends? Yeah, this was, this is something I've been thinking about more and more so. I mean, the thing for me, like just to, to start was like this playing, commentating, this has all been sort of, secondary to my like sort of academic sort of goals because i've got i've got goals there and whatnot and stuff i want to do there but like as opportunities come up and i was having this conversation with quicksand who i know you know pike yeah if you know yeah but um it was like if you got an lec offer would you take it and i was like i would have to you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. because some of the broadcast products that they're producing are just incredible and Mm. i think that would be so fun to me it's like the only issue i can see is potentially getting bored of doing league my whole life 
So yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe switching into you know a sport like a traditional sport. I've been thinking about like you know basketball commentating or something mm-hmm. like that, that could be awesome. And that's something that you know. Because at the end of the day, it is a bit hard sometimes to explain. Not everyone gets you're a League of Legends commentator. You know what I mean? Yep. So mm-hmm. having something else also helps. But you know, I'm very much taking it each day as it comes, and it, I'll see whatever opportunities I get. True. Mm-hmm. You're still green, but it's like. I don't know, it's interesting, because like you said you had like uh, uni and stuff that you're pumping as well, and you might have, I don't know if you actually have a job on the side. A lot of people do it. We were talking to um, the owner of uh, Mammoth, and he's just like, yeah, I'm a plumber. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what else you got going on on the side. I find it hard to like juggle both, but you would kind of feel torn in two different directions, yeah? Mm. Yeah, it, it is, and I think that that's always, and that, that was why I was willing to walk away like at the end of it as well, because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to commit to you know, this medicine pathway, like I'm going to have to commit eventually, right? But to me, the way I see it now is like, I can do both of these things simultaneously. Neither is really taking away from the other. I still feel like I can perform my best at both of them whilst Mm. doing both of them. So, you know, I'm not having to sacrifice really one for the other. And that's such a fortunate position I'm in where I can continue to pursue both right now. True. Hmm. I saw a tweet with you and um, it was quicksand and you were like welding something. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I actually thought that you were doing a uni degree with him. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> weird. Like <laughs> the world. Yeah. It would be a very small world. We were, we were doing some soldering actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, Oscar, shout out to him. He does, he has the most wacky ideas for everything. He goes, Hey bro, you want to go solder? I was like, <laughs> what is soldering? first and foremost like what is that and so we rock up and it's this circuitry like i don't know how much you guys have sold it me personally that was my first time (laughs) weirdly Um, done a lot let's not go there have you actually yeah oh well we were sticking like little buttons to a giraffe and that was our like little (laughs) thing that we were were trying to do and it's so hard because like if you mess it up and then those little metal globules they cool so quickly that you have to have like the most precise placement anyway my soldering rant over, but yeah, that's, I don't think it's something I'll be pursuing in a professional capacity anytime soon. What was it? Like, seriously, what was it? <laughs> I was, I'm so, I was so confused when I saw it. I really was. Yeah, it was like, oh, how do I, are you from Melbourne? Are you from Melbourne? No. No. Okay. Unlucky. Sorry for So we had his house or know. was it like a, a No, thing? it was like a pop-up thing at like this little like pop-up library and they just had a bunch of like activities like circuitry and whatnot and they just had this soldering thing on and he was like, all right, let's go. So I just went after uni, and that was that. I love so like friends I roll with him. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. We, He's we so funny basketball. for that. We played basketball the other day, and he got his tooth chipped. Um, oh, so, no way. Yeah. Wait, what day was that? Oh, I was when game three was on of the NBA finals. I can't remember <laughs> what day specifically that was, but yeah, he got oh. crossed up by some Portuguese guy and took his tooth out. Who you got in the finals, by the way? Hey, just to round that off. Nuggets. Yeah. I've, I've had Nuggets 4-1 from the start, yeah. so... Mm. That's okay. looking good. Yeah, I'm a Boston <laughs> fan, so unlucky for me. I am a that Warriors fan. a good fan, run bro. back, though. I'm a Warriors fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, right. You guys were close. You guys were close. Mm. Yeah, no, we had it back, dude. It, like, it was doomed. We had silver scrapes, and then we just threw the final yeah, game. We threw hurt. seven. That's gonna really hurt. Yeah, it's not good um all right well you've talked about the fact you're close with well i guess quicksand could be one too you've talked to hysterics and stuff do you have like any like mentors in casting analyst work and stuff who's like your go-to guy 
my go-to guy is Cadrill. I don't know him personally. Really? I wish I, I, wish I did. But in terms of who mm. I model myself the most after, it is Cadrill. Because he, for me, is someone who, as a player, I genuinely actually get stuff out of his cast. Yeah. And, like, for me, that's something... Because I've played this game for, like, I don't know, way too many thousands of hours, and I can still get some niche stuff. Or, like, he picks out things. Like, for an example... Every time there's a fight, he'll be he'll point out a specific one and be like, "There's going to be a TP here," and then bang, the TP happens, right? Yeah. And I think for me, someone who provides like such high level analysis, but phrases it in a way that's digestible to every you know every level of player, is exactly who I want to be. Hmm, that's so spot on. I actually watch Casual as well. Like he's my go-to for just learning the game. You, you're you're spot on. He has yeah. the best knowledge. He can almost predict the play before it's going to happen, just because he's exactly. so ingrained in it. Um, I love watching his even his streams and stuff, dude. He's so fun just to watch because he'll just be raging, being like, "Why the fuck did you even go there, you <laughs> dumbass?" And he's like flaming these players. Yeah. He's not even there, but he's just like. And then you like look at the gameplay and you're like, "Oh, no wonder he's flaming them. They fucked up." Like he's yeah, called exactly. it. So you just know you learn so much from that. He's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, he is absolutely. You can you flex some of these uh these muscles when you go into uh Wednesday? Mm. Get your cadrill on. The cadrill muscles, I am. I have um I'm watching I'm actually osmosising. I'm like listening to cadrill when I sleep. <laughs> so when I wake up, I'll just be able to perfectly read. I might have a British accent as well, but like that's just a side effect. I'm recording something right now. See you, mum. <laughs> Get better up. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, off my Thanks shoes. Mom. Thank you. Sorry. I'm rude to your mum. <laughs> I never meet your heroes, mom. kids. <laughs> He's so rude to his mom. Oh, she was in the wrong mom. spot. I thought, I thought it was my dad, all right? Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should be rude to him. That's fine. <laughs> International Men's Mental Health Month. Is it? Yeah, it I is. It's Pride Month, no? It is, but the Pride Month took it from Men's Mental Health. Wow. Fun fact. Wow. Sorry. Winkies. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a weird pet peeve on that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with pride, but at the same time. Right, guys, let's steer away the conversation from this topic. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so all that, fair enough. Any particular esports events or moments that you are like the most proud of, Max? Could you share why? Yeah. Me personally doing. Um, mm. One, well, the, the thing is like, the thing I'm most proud of is DreamHack both dream hacks um just because it's like it's something you can point to and say hey we did an event at like rod laver or margaret court i still forget which one it was but one of those two mm, we yeah. did an event there and you can see the photos and it's like i've got this sick photo of like me and kitty on the on this um uh big tv at like the thing and like there's a crowd in there and it's like oh wow this is something cool i've got i can show wow. people um but like the most the best thing i ever did was the msi trip with order and that was when i wasn't even playing like i was a sub legit got a free trip um hmm. which i'm so incredibly grateful for because that was like that was to me that affirmed everything i'd done in like this sounds so corny but like all the work that i put in like being able to meet like yankos and like broken blade and like plays like mm. that like, like have conversations with them and like you're like equals like it was just so such a surreal experience to be like i was going to the gym right like every day and i just see yankos and like say hi to him like it's just like that's oh, crazy I'll, and every time I'd geek out, I'd be like, yo, nah, I just like said hello to Yankos in the gym. But like, I'd be like, hey, yeah, what's up, man? Like, how you doing? Like, what we trained today? Yeah, just but did like so the nod. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. The nod. And then I went like, yeah. Well, who was nah, the cool? Who cool. was like the, the most OG guy that you've met that when you traveled? Like, oh. who was the coolest person you met? 
Okay, the coolest person I met was actually at this most recent dream hack, and that was Haunter and Sven Skeren. Because yeah. Yeah. when I got into League in 2015-2016, those oh, were like TSM team. Haunter is literally like my idol. Like, like mm. I had my my old my old account name used to be TSM Haunter. Like that's how like dedicated I was to the fan base. So when I was just like, hey yo, quick quick go backstage, like I message Draku, quick come meet them. And like, dude, when I tell you, like that was the biggest, like out of everyone, like I geeked so hard. Like when they signed my jersey and I was like, hey, like this is this is what it's all about. Like being mm. able to meet these people who you've looked up to for so long. Yeah, I, you're right though. It's like when when you've been working on something for so long and you actually finally get to a level where you can, you've been watching these people, like you watch the cast like Sunday, Monday or whatever you said at school. So you watch the cast at school, you see these players, then you're grinding it yourself. You're playing in LCO, which sometimes it just doesn't feel like you're going to ever get to like the point. Even even when you're competing, it still doesn't feel like it's the same level. And then mm. you win that and you go overseas and you meet all those players, man. Oh, I can only imagine how huge that is for someone. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better, literally. It just feels like it all it's all worth it it's all paid off yeah plus it's like such a polarizing moment you can, it, it's like you almost wake up to oh shit i'm doing something actually pretty big yeah it's like yeah because it's like uh it's the same here as i didn't know people or know anyone i'm just like grinding doing streaming stuff and then i went to thing and the second that i meet and talk to other like creators like from like youtube or twitch or something like that and we're just like chatting stats it's it's a surreal experience just for me because mm. like i met fitz recently uh, like at one of the dream hacks and just chatting to him that that for me was like a big moment too so I, I, like i don't know i just had a weird geeky smile when you're geeking out as well i'm like dude i can yeah. see myself in the same position yeah it's crazy man it's it's so we're so fortunate to be able to do what we do yeah I'll even, hit you with, even if it's a smaller scale but like it's yeah mad. i want to hit you with my story and this is gonna i i can 100 guarantee you won't remember but i actually remember when i met you max okay, and it was, can i guess yeah guess it's gonna be dream hack yeah, it was DreamHack, but what particular time at DreamHack? Oh, okay. Well, I have some. Okay, if you remember, I'll be I'll be so impressed. Was it? Was... <laughs> See now, oh. I, that's why I said don't feel bad if you don't remember because okay, I just I remember because it was a big moment for me, and I was just like, oh. Was it? Was it at? The, was it at Fortress? No. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, no, it wasn't at Fortress. We were. It I was got a photo with you at Fortress. It was the second night. Okay. And you'd, we'd come, we were literally all walking out and I saw you with the lights and I remember turning to you and I was like, Oh, maximize. And you just went, what? I was like, but you did a fucking good job, bro. And you're just like, ah, oh. and you just did like this oh. awkward thumbs up and you're like, oh, oh dude, oh. I f was that like, um, near the street? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do remember that. Yeah. I it was so funny, that. dude. Yeah. It was the most random encounter. I was just like, I turned to my girlfriend at the time I was, and I was just like, that's maximize. This guy's a bot in yeah. real life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Fucking maximize it. You were just chilling with like your friends and I didn't want to say anything. And she was just like, well, you just fucking say something. I was like, all right. Like, yeah, dude, you're awesome, man. And you were just like, I man. do remember that. Actually, we were getting the tram. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, we were getting the tram. No, I do remember. Yeah. Well, okay. it's, yeah, it's okay. You forgot though. I'll, um, just, dude, I'm, I'll just take nah, that, that internally. Was the, I, I don't remember much of that weekend, to be honest. So. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a couple dark nights. A couple of drinks. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. That's next stream hacks though. Every well, next one's going to be big. Oh, Corby owes me so many drinks. Mm. Do you? What, what's the story behind that? Can you make it quick? Oh, well, I uh, won. I won the, the last split for most games won. I, I predicted it. So he owes oh. me, he owes me 10 shots. 
What? Okay, that's that's way more than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> next time I hear it, you owe me like 50 shots. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go to 15 Pole next. Whole bomb. <laughs> Corby's mind, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, All well, right. uh, honestly, like the, the last thing we have on our list is, um, yeah, can you share any like funny behind the scenes moments? Like I guess maybe from, let's pick last split as well, um, when you were sort of in the studio a little bit more, um, was there any memorable, funny moment you can recall? Maybe like you said, Mac was such a entertaining sort of unit to be around. Mm, mm, that's, see the thing is, is a lot of, it's hard to find a funny behind the scenes moment because most of the stuff happens on broadcast. So it's just stuff that you hear about on broadcast. Mm. Mm um oh, this is a tough question guys what's the first core memory that comes up when I, yeah. we say funny thing that happened on on cast then it's gotta be um it's gotta be mac doing the thing where he gets off the couch and starts swimming yeah that was, <laughs> so good. that was for me i was like what like what is happening like this <laughs> like actually what is going on and i think i said it on cast i was like dude what are we doing like because he just gets <laughs> off the couch and just starts like doing this on the floor and the yeah, camera has to pan down to him and i'm like like what but it works and that's the thing about mac is he just does the most random stuff that i would never think to do and it just works it's the confidence it's the confidence behind it it who really is it? if you got nothing to lose he's like there's no one else here watching but the crew so it's like i just fuck around and have a good time yeah. He, he probably looks back and goes why the fuck did i do this yeah. yeah he i don't know he's he always has something new as well like that's the thing he's always got something wacky that he wants to try like the whole mm. i don't know if you guys remember the the wake up thing oh i was sleeping on the chiefs yeah, yeah. Oh, he that just was came funny. up with that like 30 seconds before the broadcast he was like hey uh when i i want you to wake me up andy and he was like okay and then he did that and that's like a highlight of the whole split so yeah <laughs> he's a goat he's the goat all right, man. That wraps us up. That's all the questions yeah. we got. That was it. How was that? So easy. That was great. You guys, are, you guys are good. That's one of the best interviews I've done. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Take it. Hey, yeah. Thanks, man. That was that was very good. You guys made it feel very very nice. Very at home. Yeah, Just trying to make it fun, you know. You're such a cute. Trying to bring some content. <laughs> I need to go apologize to my mom for for before. So no, fair enough. Yeah. Is she mad? No, but I feel like it's it's the right thing to do. I think that's that's fair. Oh, look at him saving but, face. We yeah. stop recording and he's all like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking the recording turns off. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for coming onto the Two Summoners yeah. podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Um, is there anyone you'd like to call out that you think would be good on the Two Summoners podcast while we have you? Oh, Who do you think's next? Who's oh. the next big name alongside have you yours? Had, have you had Calvin next? Have you had Calvin before? That's too. The, that's you know. Ben, uh, yeah. said the you same had thing. Had Benvy before, right? You can yeah, ask Benby Kelvin. said the same Benby thing. Kelvin. You can ask Kelvin why they fired Benby and like have it like as a nice like parallel between the two. Sure. Yeah. I'll I ask was... him and I'll get him on and I'll throw that question at him. Sure. Yeah, yeah good. First question. <laughs> Kelvin, we've got one question for you. Why'd you fire Benby? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Interview over. Yeah. That's all we got today. Anything Anything else? Else? <laughs> Let's just spin some yarn for like an hour. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Well, yeah, thanks right, so cheers, much, man. man. Really appreciate that. Um, have an awesome evening. Go say hi to your mum for us. Um, yes, we'll and ha a good luck in the cast in the next couple of days. We'll, we'll be watching. Thanks, guys. Um, and have fun with it. See you, man. Will do. Thanks for having me. All good.